Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Let's Talk CFL Podcast. Roundtable discussion recorded live on Sunday and Wednesday nights. Visit Let's Talk CFL on Facebook for showtime. Brought to you by the Let's Talk Sports Group on Facebook. Our partners, LostWorldOnSports.com. Stream live on BlogTalkRadio.com. Hey, good evening, sport fans, and welcome to Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 565. I'm your host, Christopher Jones, coming to you from Merritt, British Columbia. We're going to talk some football today. Uh, it's very disappointing that there's nothing to talk about now. Free agency's done, and we've got, you know, combines and draft, which is really non-events, uh, until training camp. So we've really got nothing to talk about. But, what? Oh, what happened? Shit hit the fan in Toronto and Regina this week. We got lots to talk about. We're going to have tons of fun. We're going to do this entire show, and it's just going to rock and roll the entire way. It's going to be so much fun. There's a lot of things that happen, some good, some bad, some ugly. And uh, unfortunately, we're going to – I'm not really going to rant very long, but I I will say right now that very sad news uh, coming out. Uh, Craig Rowe former BC Lion, former Winnipeg Blue Bomber, one of the nicest guys you'd ever meet. Absolute champ, okay? Uh, He passed away after an 18-month battle with colon cancer. No, yes, colon cancer, I believe it was. Anyhow, um, was very sad, super nice guy, great family man, uh, father, got little kids, and... uh, he was uh, still coaching, like, right to the bitter end. He, just, he was still trying to do game planning and doing whatever else he had to do to, to get his team moving forward. And, uh, and hopefully they can implement his, his plan for this upcoming season. Uh, great guy. Uh, it's going to be greatly missed. Only 33 years old. Cancer sucks. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, just for the record, when I – when I yeah when I um, start up the the show and we go online I do open all your mics up okay guys so if you don't want to be breathing into it or anything else you need to mute it at your end just so that you guys know I do that and I do that for one reason because I don't know whether or not I'm on the air so if there's just dead air then you guys can speak up and tell me that you know I'm broken and most of you guys know that. No, I mean, just just there, have been, you just, there have been times where you've gone, the show started, you've been talking, and we can't hear you. I, I, I understand that, Charles. So right away, I, the first thing I do is turn on your mics so that you guys can say something or at least pick up the slack when there's dead air. Okay? No, and uh, just so that you know that you, when you guys come on, you guys are in the background of whatever noise you're making, thinking that your mics are muted at this point in time. They are not. Anyhow, that's beside the point. That's got nothing to do with it. And that's still a little bit of a uh, – we, we we're talking to the fans right now, so we probably shouldn't be talking about uh, our housekeeping. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, um, what's going on? What's cool? What's everything else? So introduce the panel right now. Charles Cliff, how are you doing, buddy? Come, welcome to the show. I'm doing well here in cold, rainy Abbotsford. Uh, just wanted to quickly uh, echo the uh, condolences you just uh, mentioned about Craig Rowe. Uh, I met him a couple times when he was here with the Lions. Super nice guy, uh, good football player, very good defensive end, and uh, yeah, sucked to see him gone so quickly. And um, 
deepest condolences to his family, his wife, and his son. Uh, but uh, other than that, uh, I'm here, and uh, yeah, I'm glad to be here tonight. Yeah, it's, it's kind of freaky weather we're having. You guys got a trace of snow there yes, last night, I understand. Yeah, last night and, we uh, did, yeah. Coca-Cola is uh, closed. It's known... I was the actually really right surprised. Now, so... Yes, it is. I've heard that. I thought, when I went to sleep last night, I looked out the window, and it was snowing actually really fairly heavily, and I was expecting, oh, I might have to wake up and shovel the sidewalk. By morning time when I woke up, uh, there was really nothing left because it warmed up overnight and turned to rain. Well, well yesterday morning when I got up, it was tw- minus 24. Okay. By noon it was mm-hmm. zero. Today it was six degrees outside. Everything is melting and sloppy mud. Anyhow, beside the point. I'm going to talk about weather. Well, yeah. Welcome to the show, my friend. How are you? Why not? I wanted to throw my. It was minus twenty-two when I went to work. It was minus twenty-two this morning when I went to work, and right now it's zero. Okay, like give me a break. Yeah, know. You know what that is, does? Is, is that not the Everything. Everything is messed up. Apparently, it's not nice for people who have migraine headaches when the when the atmospheric oh. pressure changes that much. So, so which is too well, bad. The atmospheric pressure, yeah, but the temperature is different. But I yes, I, agree. I don't have I don't have those problems. So, um, yeah, I'm all good. I'm I like you said, there wasn't much to talk about football this week. I. Got into a couple of dis- boring discussions with people online, but there is no football to really talk about. And then before you know it, hey, we got something to talk about. What the hell? Just What's like that, Friday, Friday the news broke on Chad Kelly, and uh, then today the, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders <laughs> stuck their foot in their mouth. Yeah. It's funny as yeah. hell. Okay. <clears throat> Will's big brother, Rick, how are you doing? I'm doing great, just like Charles. We're in the monsoon season, it seems. Just got off the freeway. Can't yeah. hardly see in parts of it. The rain's coming down so bad. I don't miss that. But otherwise, I'm, I I'm moved good. out of that six years ago. I do not miss it. It's not just rainy, it's, really it's cold. Yeah. Not, yeah. Not so cold today, I don't think. Not in my opinion, but there you well, go. I found it cold today. Yeah. Uh, in Merritt here, we only have three seasons. Like, you guys definitely have four seasons down on the West Coast. Definitely there are four distinct seasons. But in, in Merritt, we only have three. Fucking hot, fucking cold, and mud. And mud go. comes twice a year. Yeah. Anyhow. Okay, so let's uh, we're 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 into the show. We're going to talk some football. Uh, a couple of things that we might as well talk about. We're going to do some of the little ones first, and so that we don't like take over too much time with the big ones. But because uh, there are some big ones, we're going to have fun. Um, I did post something up there this week on the waggle. Now, Will has been talking about the waggle for quite some time. He listens to all the CFL podcasts, and some of them out there. And it's a Horrible. terrible podcast. Horrible. These guys honestly don't know what the fuck they're talking about. And they're not allowed to say anything that goes against the league. 
Okay? So they actually have to be polite, politically correct, and scrub their conversation completely. And they're not smart enough to do this. Anyhow, um, so they put out a, a podcast, or I've got a little clip of it, and the, there's these two guys, and they're bantering back and forth, and they, the odds makers after free agency have not changed the Saskatchewan Rough Riders' odds of winning the Grey Cup this year. They're still plus 1,200. Whichever that means, I don't know what plus 1,200 means. But it's, it's considering this, the Blue Bombers, I think, are plus 200 or something. Um, Saskatchewan is like way down at the bottom. The only one that's worse, I think, is Edmonton and Ottawa. And so Saskatchewan is way down there. And every, everybody's talking about Saskatchewan Rough Riders winning free agency. If, if there's such a thing as winning free agency, I don't believe there is. Um, but they won free agency. And so the, these two guys on the, pod, on the Waggle podcast are, are complaining and bitching that the odds makers did not see a significant change, like the needle needed to move on the Saskatchewan Rough Riders because they're, they're almost now the favorite to win. In fact, um, one of the guys out there, I don't know who it was, did a power rankings, and he, they put Saskatchewan Rough Riders as the number one team in the league right now. And I think it was Jamie Nye. But he's a Saskatchewan homer anyhow. But um, so – I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, well, why do these guys justify, think that the Saskatchewan Rough Riders' odds of winning should increase? Okay, they were a complete train wreck last year. They got a new coach, and he's a rookie, so he really has to learn how to be a head coach. They've got a new offensive coordinator. He's never been an offensive coordinator before, so now he has to learn the position. Because, okay, yeah, I understand he's a football coach and everything else, so he know, knows the concept behind it, but he still has never done it. So you have to get, you know, there's something in there. Okay, so you got those two new guys. you got a bunch of free agency mercenaries who are just overpriced hired guns. Doesn't mean that they know how to play together. And what, there was a couple other things that just don't make sense to me. Uh, of what the riders have done. And I actually think they're worse off at this point in time than they were last season under Craig Dickinson. I think their prospects are better. I think the chance of them increasing are much better. But I don't think they're going to do it right away. So the odds of them winning the Grey Cup actually probably went down. And the odds makers, are, for whatever reason, are being nice to them. I don't know what else it would be. But um, these two guys in the waggle just went, lost their minds over the fact that the Saskatchewan Rough Riders did not increase their, their credibility with the odds makers. That's kind of the background on this story. Rick, what do you think? Should the riders have well, increased in their status? Or do you believe that they're still a train wreck? You know what? I, I, I think it's just yeah, just these guys have to do something at this at this time of year. And I guess based on them thinking they won the draft, you adjust the stats. And after they play the first game or two of the season and you see what they can really do, well, then everything will readjust again, I guess. Well, you talk about the odds makers. 
or the two guys at the yeah. waggle? Both. <laughs> you know, it's that's, like that's the question. A bit last week, depending depending on you know when you say who won the draft, uh, you know the free agency. Pardon me. I mean, you can have your opinion and balance your numbers, but until they're on the field and playing and winning or losing games, you don't really know who won it. If Saskatchewan wins the Great Cup this year, I'd say they won the free agency. Yeah, I don't know how you can win free agency. <laughs> Spending more I, money I, I than didn't know that it, 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 it was, you could win it. How do you lose it? Yeah. Huh? Right? I don't know. I, I don't mean, know. Yeah. Winnipeg, Winnipeg Blue Bombers re-signed just about all of their free agents. They lost a, 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 a fair amount of pieces, but they signed all the major parts of their offense back. Yep. Isn't that winning? Yeah, I mean, they didn't, they didn't sign anybody outside of their own team. They didn't bring in anybody. So they, they either figured they stayed pat with who they got or they're happy with their prospects that they've already got in line to come up. To me, that's winning. Well, perhaps somebody's metric is how many other – how many players you can find that belong to other teams last year. I don't know. Yeah, I don't see that one. So we're going to talk to Will right now because it kind of sounds like he's bored. Well, no, I, I not, heard that deep I'm not, sigh. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not bored at all, but, you know, one of the things that I'm sure we'll all agree on is the most successful teams going into the season are usually the teams that have retained most of their players and their players know that system, okay? And they're successful. And 100%. a perfect example of that, perfect example of that is the Winnipeg Blue Bombers, Calgary when they were successful before 2019. Even BC has been pretty consistent for the last two years, and they've added a few pieces, but they've retained a lot of their stuff as well, and they've been successful as well. And I think think that's obviously what happens, but you get exceptions to the rule, i.e. Montreal won the Great Cup last year. Okay, and they had no players at the beginning of the season. And they seem to add <laughs> they seem to add pieces of free agency that worked well for them. And and yeah. all the stars aligned and, and the moon rose and set and and it worked out for them. And that can happen and they won with Cody Fajardo. And that can happen. Okay? And it does happen every three, four, five years. But other than that, there's usually the consi- the teams that say consistent are the ones that win. And yeah. Calgary used to be a perfect example of that because they would always lose, lose free agency because they wouldn't sign anybody. And they used, yeah. But they used to lose guys in free agency, but they usually had a couple of guys as backups that had been in their system for a couple of years that just stepped into place. And it worked well for them for about five years. So, you know, Saskatchewan, yeah, they probably did win free agency. Or you could say Hamilton won free You could say whoever your team happens to be, you could say they won free agency. I mean, come on. Yeah. It is. You can make that argument for everybody. I mean, uh, until we actually see these teams play, 
Um, and even at that point, you don't know whether or not the team would have had the same success without those free agents. So to say right. anyone really won free agency is just, uh, I don't know, it's, it's propaganda more than anything else, to be honest, because you really can't prove it one way or another. Correct. No, but it, it's kind of one of those things. It, it creates a talking point. It gives us something to discuss when there's really nothing yep. else to discuss. Okay. Right. And, and I'm, perfectly, I'm perfectly okay with that. But you don't have to get emotionally charged over the fact that the odds makers didn't move your team's needle. Mm-hmm. Especially what, when you're doing can, a podcast for the league. Can you tell me what two guys are on the podcast, Christopher? Do you know? Um, yeah, just give me a second. Because I think they come up and they, they, they have their name on there. Because Enoch has been okay. on there, uh, or Enoch. But he hasn't lately because he's on vacation. So. Uh, it, 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 it's two guys, and uh, they don't have their names. They just start mouthing off and talking <laughs> about how, how, man, that, how they stayed flat. I totally don't agree with that either. Is it a Anyhow. white guy and a black guy? So yeah, guy? I don't. No, it's two black guys. Oh, okay. I think one of them might be Enoch. Yeah, for sure. And the other guy is a former player, but not really a very good one. <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Anyhow, that's kind of what that was. I thought it was kind of funny, so I thought I, I wanted to yell. I brought it up. It was just one of those things because we needed something else to talk about, and then we had so many things to talk about that it uh, it just went went all sorts of sideways things. So I'm, I'm pretty happy with it. Yeah. So, okay. Sorry, so now it's Don. It's Donovan Bennett and Henock Mwamba. Yeah. Okay. Those are the hosts. So. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they just they lost their shit on this one. So I thought it was really funny, and because it had to do with Saskatchewan, it was kind of the Saskatchewan doing Saskatchewan things, and that's kind of what they've been doing lately. So I kind of had fun with it. Uh, Charles, did you go on this? Uh, no, I did not uh, really, but I kind of well, I I actually kind of did, yeah, because i basically said you know you don't really know who in free agency uh there's really no way no. to tell because uh like i said even if the team has a success that signs free agents you don't know if those free agents were directly related to that success or not it's really almost an impossibility right. to okay. tell so let's do this in another way let's pretend that we're odds makers okay and you kind of know where the thing mm-hmm. is did Winnipeg odds change with free agency? Because they lost a few guys. A couple guys retired. Uh, they didn't really bring anybody in. Did their odds of winning the Grey Cup change? Well, last week we did our power rankings, and we all said that Winnipeg was top of the league, so there's no reason about that, right? So my point mm-hmm. being is I don't think free agency changed the odds of any single team. It shouldn't have. So, I mean, if you want to make a 
depending on what they did in free agency, if, if you want to give them a slight bump based on the talent they brought in, maybe I could see that. But uh, I don't think it may. I don't think you can really make any, um, you know, substantial change to it. Okay. Did did Saskatchewan Rough Riders get better? Yes. Yes. I would say okay. so, yes. Did the odds of them winning the Grey Cup increase? No. No. Well, they did get them. yeah. But they did get better, so okay. wouldn't that increase their odds of winning the Grey Cup? Why not? Why would it? Because, because they, they were they didn't get better than Winnipeg. But they did get better. I, I believe they there is I believe they're a better team. Will they come out so, a better team so, right away? So, I don't think so. So if they're a better team, that means their odds increase of them winning and eventually winning the Grey Cup, more so than last year. Okay. Okay. So then let me ask you this. I had somebody uh, bring this up to me this today, and I think it was your brother Rick, by the way. Um, is, yeah, he's a mouthpiece. There's two so. quarterbacks, two quarterbacks in the Grey Cup game. The odds of That's them fair. winning the Grey Cup are fifty-fifty. Was that you that said that to me today, Rick? Well, not directly to you, but yes. <laughs> okay. So two quarterbacks in a Grey Cup game, the odds of them winning are not 50-50. In no world are they ever 50-50. That's a probability, not a possibility. Do you know what that mean? Do you know what I mean? No. Yep. I was going to say, could you? I can pretend I'm a. Pretend I'm a five-year-old and explain that to me, please. Okay. Um, depending on your perspective, and I'm going to get myself in a whole lot of shit with this one, but I've never shied away from that. Okay? What are the odds of there being a god? 50-50? What are the odds of you coming home from work and somebody had delivered a million dollars to you. It either happened or it didn't happen. What are the odds of that happening? Fucking zero. Right? It's, it's mm-hmm. not going to happen. It doesn't matter how many days you come home from work, that suitcase of money is not going to be there. So it's not 50-50. It's possible, but it's not probable. Oh, wait, what not now? Sorry, your reasoning is off, my friend. In, in, in a football game, there are two teams. One wins, one loses. 50-50 chance of being the winner right. or loser. There's no third choice. You can There's no third the choice. I loser. agree with you. But you go into any Grey Cup game, and the odds of that quarterback winning are 75, and the odds of that quarterback winning are 25. Even in last year's Grey Cup, there's no way that you would have said it's a Cody Fajardo has a 50-50% chance of winning coming into this game. Nobody, nobody in this world would would have said that Cody Fajardo had a 50-50 chance of winning. I would. 
over Zach Caleros? I would. I would have told you it wasn't likely he would win. But he still had a 50-50 chance. One winner, one loser. 100 divided by 2 is 50. Yes. It's simple math. Anyhow. Probabilities is a different thing. It's simple math, but there's a a difference between possibility and probability. It's possible that he could win. It's a 50-50 chance that they possibly could win. But the probability of it winning are not 50-50. Yeah, but those are two different things. They are. Cody Fajardo did not have a 50-50 chance of winning that football game. He did win. He did. He busted the odds, right? No, he He went against the the probability. We could argue this forever. It's a 50-50 chance. We Go could. back to math class. Go back to math class. Yeah. Okay. Okay, so let's, let, let's move on from here and go back to the agenda and see what we can t- dig up and, and carry on with, okay? Cool. Uh, speaking of the waggle and Enoch Mwamba, he has officially retired, and he did he retire? Was he with Montreal last year? So he retired a, a Great Cup champion, or was he with, Tor- he was Toronto. with Toronto? He was with Toronto, Toronto last year, right? Okay. Well, he was the, 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 the headline whole says that he's he's a Great Cup MVP. Enoch Mwamba retired, but that's just a, a a title that he's had from previous years. Yeah, probably the year before. He was, was he the MVP in Toronto year. last year? He was hurt most of last year. So, okay. no, he was not. And I, so, and when I, would he have I, been MVP of the Grey Cup? Uh, probably His the year before. His best years were with Montreal, weren't they? Probably the year before when they won the Grey Cup. Well, that's what I said. Did he win it? Was he the MVP in that year? Yeah, but that wasn't last year. That was the year before. Oh, theoretically, yes. I'm still in last year. Right, but mm-hmm. Toronto, Toronto didn't make the Grey Cup last year. Montreal did. Well, no, Montreal won it this year. We're still in that season. Yeah, right. The year, it's not the, the new, year new before, season until the new the season year before Toronto, The year before Toronto won it, and I do believe Enoch was the MVP. <laughs> okay. Yes. I'm good with that. Okay, so Enoch Mwamba has now retired. Yes. To go okay. on now, this to is an a... illustrious career as a podcaster <laughs> with the waggle. Yeah. Okay. See the waggle. Oh, geez, maybe he's going to put maybe he's going to put me out of business. Um, so I haven't I haven't used this line this year at all. Kenok Mawamba retired. Who cares? Yeah. Well, I did, it's, just, cow- it's something. Better, better than Couchy. Couchy? Yeah, but don't forget, Henock was a Henock was a whore. He used to go around every year, hundred percent. The whole he used to be do the parade of every team, saying, "I'm in Calgary, yeah. I'm in Winnipeg, I'm here." And who cares? Who cares? Hey, so he he actually gives a free agency a bad name. Because he's he's 100% a whore. He's a higher 
high-priced mercenary player, extremely good player. Don't get me wrong. He, he was a good player. He was in the first overall draft pick, uh, deservedly. He's, he's been a great player in the, NH- in the uh, CFL. Was that, CFL. The, was, but, that the, was that the NFL draft or the CFL draft? He's a Canadian. It was a CFL oh, draft. Oh, so who cares? So who cares? Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. He's Canadian. Anyhow, I'm just talking. He's talking. I know. He's Canadian. I know. I know. I know. I know. But he also would, if we did not have a ratio in Canada, he would have made the CFL. Exactly. Yeah, he was good enough to do it. Ratio he was definitely no good ratio. enough to make the CFL. Yeah, 100%. And there, now, and there are players out there that like that. I mean, obviously, there are players that get drafted into the NFL, Canadian right. players. So, Canadians are still good football players. They don't need a ratio to protect them. Agreed. Okay. Is, is somebody opening a chocolate bar? I, I know. I was just thinking about an O'Henry bar right there. Somebody opened one. Oh, yeah. Popsicle. I thought it was okay. Popsicle. I thought it was a bag oh, of popsicle. chips. Oh, popsicle. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So that that's what happened there. Toronto Argonauts, who were one of the big losers in free agency, their team literally got raped. Okay. Um, signed Rashid Bailey, former. Uh, Winnipeg Blue Bomber. Now, that was one of the holdouts, kind of nobody really signed him. Winnipeg was kind of hoping to sign him, but after getting um, Dalton Schoen and uh, I can't the remember the guy's name now. What is this? The, the running, running back. back guy. The running back. Brady Oliveira. Rick Sh- Thank you. Brady Oliveira. Brady Oliveira. There just wasn't enough money in the coffers underneath the salary cap to sign Rashid Bailey. So he kind of got left out. He was the third man out sort of thing. So I know the Bomber fans really wanted to sign him, but it just wasn't in the cards. So he's now a Toronto Argonaut. So that was kind of a pickup for Toronto. Now Toronto had signed nine free agents that weren't on their team. Okay. So they actually had signed one more player than what, the Saskatchewan Rough Riders had, and Saskatchewan won free agency. Now Toronto signed a 10th player with Rashid Bailey, who's actually a high-profile player. Um, so maybe the Argos won free agency, except for the fact they got raped. So did, did they break even, or did their odds change? I don't know. Okay, stupid questions. Let's move on. Do you have anything to say about Rashid Bailey leaving the Winnipeg Blue Bombers? No, I'm okay with that. We don't need him. Bye bye. Bye bye. Don't need him. Bye bye. Don't need him. Okay. Moving on. Uh, what else has happened? Oh, Simone Lawrence. Well, I don't know if we talked about him last last week or not, or when did this guy actually retire? But yeah. Simone Lawrence, Hamilton Tiger Cats, number 21, he retired. And the article that's up here says, I played football the right way. And everybody out there is calling him the villain. 
Now, I think we've gone back and forth on Simone Lawrence quite a few times. I think he just played with a uh, higher level of emotion than a lot of players. I don't honestly believe that he was dirty or he intentionally tried to hurt people. I just think he just played with more emotion. And sometimes that gets you in trouble. And I don't know. He's a bit of a rock star. I, every, everybody in Hamilton loves the guy. Nobody around the league likes him. Everybody out there says that the, the dirtiest player in the CFL just retired. Yeah, I'm not going there. Charles, do you think Simone Lawrence you is know, the dirtiest player in the CFL, or is there such a thing? Football is not always a nice game. So there are you're going to get hurt when you get hit. Now, did he step over the bounds sometimes? Yes. Did he throw a couple of hits that were maybe on the illegal side? Sure. I don't know if he was a, necessarily a dirty player. I don't think he ever went out there to intentionally hurt people. Uh, he did hurt people, but it wasn't, I don't think, on purpose. He was just one of those guys that was just like a hard-nosed guy that uh, would, uh, he, he, when, he, when he hit you, he wanted you to feel it. Uh, he was kind of like an old-school type guy, guys in the, uh, in the same milk of a guy like a, a Dick Butkus or something like that from back in the 60s and 70s. These guys, when they went out, they were defensive players. They wanted, when they hit you, they wanted it to hurt. And not necessarily wanting to injure you, but definitely wanting you to feel it. And that's the type of player he was. He was a, a hard-nosed player. So, no, uh, did he have some hits that were definitely across the line? Sure. Would I call him 100% a dirty player? No, I would call him a hard-nosed player who liked to hit people. He, he played without malice. Right. Okay. Unlike another, unlike another Hamilton Tiger Cat, Angelo Mosca, who actually went out of his way he to injure was a dirty other player. players. He tried injuring people. Yes. Where I don't think Simone and He'll be the first did. one to tell you that, too. I know. It's such a low light. And, and, and again, an idol proud of it. And, in and Hamilton. Even as, his, even as a senior citizen, he tried to beat up Joe Cap, but it didn't work very Start well. swinging a cane at him. <laughs> yeah, you had to use a weapon. Joe Cap was a yeah. more more mobile. Anyway. Still one of the but funniest funny videos ever. Those two going here, funny, absolutely, absolutely. That's one of the all-time great highlights of the CFL. It's got to be that in the 2009 Grey Cup. Rick, you have anything to add in here? I Come say on. the man played the game. I say the man played the game the way it's supposed to be played. I and I agree with you. Hundred percent. Yeah. He was intense. Plus he put in the round and he hit somebody. He was intense and he played right on the line, but I I actually I actually compare Mika Otta Simone Lawrence, to be honest with you. I think a little every now and then he gets a little over intense and steps over the line a little bit, but the intent is there to play good hard nosed football. Mm-hmm. So. And I, I like Mika Aw. I do too. Always have. Right? 
I liked him when he was at PC Lion the first time around there, and and he he took some stupid freaking penalties, really but, bad penalties. You no, know, just really bad penalties. But I I loved his passion. I loved his emotion, and uh, that it it I like it when he was on the field. So. And Simone Lawrence is no different. If I was a Ticat fan, I would, I'd, I'd be saddened that Simone Lawrence is no longer on the field. He is part of the organization, which we did talk about before, so that's kind of a cool thing. Okay, so now where are, are we going to do? Not going to – oh, Jim Barker is not going to bail out Mason Fine. I don't know what that was about. Did you – I didn't read that article. Charles, do you want to go through this one? No, 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 no. The, basically, they we just put it the, up because you found something. No, no. It's uh, actually what happened. What that's all about is that uh, you know people have been critical that the um, Saskatchewan Rough Riders um, brought back Mason Fine, Mason Fine, and didn't bring back Jake Dogala. And there's been a Correct. lot of people who have been critical about the uh, to the riders about that, but. Uh, Jim Barker kind of coming to the aid of Mason Fine, saying, you know, he, he still has potential. So basically that was what he was saying, is that he was kind of going along with what the uh, evaluation the writers made of Mason Fine and uh, basically uh, saying, yeah, you know, he still has potential. I always thought from last year that Dogala had more potential than Mason Fine, and I think a lot of people did, probably most more, more people than not. But uh, apparently Jim Barker is a backer of Mason Fine. Well, if you and I've got had this argument with uh, I think it's Jim Sutton online a lot lately. Um, Dogala, his numbers were better. He played more. Course, yes, they he were. had better. He had he had better yards. He had better touchdowns. He had less interceptions. You know, game for game, minute for minute, he was a more productive quarterback last year for the Saskatchewan Rough Riders than Mason Fine was. But my argument is, is that they don't stats don't always tell the full picture, and we don't know whether what the intangibles are with Mason Fine. Is it because uh, he works harder off the field? Does he spend more time in the film room? Does he spend more time with the coaches? Does he spend more time in the weight room? Is he trying to learn more? Is the upside for his potential to learn greater? than that of Jake Dogala? Was Jake Dogala lazy? Was he a mentor to his team? You know what I mean? Was he a good team player? Was he a leader in the locker room? All of those are the intangibles that we don't get to see as fans, but the coaches do. And when the coaches are making a decision between two quarterbacks that are – neither one of them was outstanding – you have to go with who's got the best upside this year, next year, for the future. And it's the guy who does, puts more effort in and the guy who puts in more work. I mean, that's kind of my opinion. That's kind of where I, I place the argument in that is we don't know why they took Mason Fine over Jake Dogal. It could be Jake Dogal wanted more money. Mason Fine came in cheaper, and they said, okay, I got two quarterbacks. I don't know which one. They're going to let one go. Which one's it going to be? Okay, we're going to take the cheaper guy. You know, we really don't know the answer to why Saskatchewan took that one, and neither does Jim Barker. But um, 
him, him defending Mason, fine, I can do that as well. I wasn't a fan of Jake Dogala last year. I'm not excited that he's a BC Lion. I, I, he didn't impress me. Six foot five and 230 pounds for a quarterback is pretty ex- – he's a big boy back there. <laughs> Six five or six seven or something like that. He's a big big boy. He's six five, I think. Um, I, why did Saskatchewan keep Jason Mason fine? I don't know. I mean, you're, Rick, you're a football coach. Do you agree with that analogy, or do you think it just it, it was yeah. they should have just kept the gala because he had better stats? Hundred percent agree. You, you don't know the other things he he brings to the game to the team could be a better guy in the locker room, could be all kinds of things, and you don't know unless you're on the inside. And you know what? I don't do this for a living, so I always bow to the the coaches and the GMs whose jobs depend on them getting this shit right. Yeah. You know what? I think think Mason Fine has been in Saskatchewan at least a year longer than Dogella has any. I don't maybe know. he knows the maybe he knows the system better, you know. And, they, they, and do they have a system? They got a new head coach mm-hmm. and a new OC. I don't know. And and once again, they don't have Rick a system. Referred to, Rick referred to the professionals doing this. Jim Barker, to me, he reminds me of a fat girl with a bad haircut. Sorry, <laughs> I don't think much of Jim Barker. <laughs> okay. Well you, well, you know, there's, there's another school of thought, too, that he might, um, I mean, Klein might have um, pictures of somebody in management with small farm, a- farm animals doing things he shouldn't yeah. be doing, so he gets to stay. There you go. <coughs> you, are, you are very politically correct, Rick. What you're trying to say is they probably saw him fucking a goat or something, right? Yeah, that's what you wanted to say. Goats are to me. Oh, just Charles, they are so brothers. Oh, you, you think? <laughs> They're so brothers. I'm, I'm just more, I'm okay. just more refined. Yeah, God. Okay, so yes, um, boy. speaking of Jim Barker, we're going to jump over to another story, and we're going to blend it with one that's not on the agenda, and that is um, Vernon Adams, Jr., the badge um, is going into, he's in the Grey Cup or bust mode, and his entire focus is winning the Grey Cup this year. And which I, I, I like and I approve, and uh, I'm happy that he has that position, and I, I hope he's successful as a PC Lions fan. Uh, I know that not everybody around the league has the same sentiments, and a lot of people don't like Vernon Adams for some reason, uh, and that's okay. But Jim Barker came out publicly and said Vernon Adams is the one quarterback that is capable of winning the Grey Cup right out of the gate, come right this season. And then I went, oh, shit. Do I now have to go back and reevaluate my stand with Adams because I can't possibly be agreeing with Jim Barker. Just, this is just like, this is painful. Now I have to go find out what the fuck I missed. Well, I mean, even a clock but, is right twice a day. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. 
So um, I, I'm kind of excited that Vernon Adams has taken that position. I like what he's doing. He said, it says takes less money. Did he actually take less money renegotiate his contract? I, don't th- I didn't know Apparently he did that. Apparently that's true. Well, he said I, thought he, he did. I thought he signed for bigger money. Yeah, yeah, but I, I think they, too. So, yeah, but so I just, think they rejigged his contract so there would be more money to spend on some free agents or something. Because they've all done that. He Bo Levi it. did that. Bo Levi did that for a number of years so that they could get better players in Calgary. So, uh, yeah. So that's what he is. He didn't. He's not making the big bucks that Chad Kelly, Zach Caleros, or anybody else is. He's making three hundred and ninety-three thousand dollars, which is not a lot for a starting quarterback, especially the one in arguably in the first or second place of, of quarterbacks in the league. Uh, so, yeah, I guess he took one for the team on that. So yeah, he, of course, he, there's he also bonuses that, on top of that that'll push it higher, but it, that's hard money. That's correct. Right. Uh, Adams Adams took home three hundred and thirty-six thousand last year, so now he's going to go up to three ninety-three. So he did increase his salary, but not by what it would it should be for his skill level or his um, his stats. What he did last year being the number one quarterback in the league should justify the same wages that Zach Caleros or Chad Kelly are getting. And mm-hmm. it's not, he's considerably less than the 600,000 that Chad Kelly is getting 200,000 less. Yeah, but Chad Kelly is overpriced is overpaid. I'm sorry. He is. Well, we all know that. It, which is kind of cool because we're going to get to that story in a minute that Argos may not have to pay that money. Well, that's true. <laughs> awesome. It's kind of good for him. Okay, so moving on here. There's the Bombers, Rashid Bailey. That's happened. Enoch Mwamba, Simone Lawrence. We've done all of Jim Barker with the Riders. That's done. We've got three, two stories left, two good stories left here. This is going to be fun. We've got about an hour left. And uh, yeah. we're going to have fun with this one. So we're going to start off with the Saskatchewan Rough Riders. Okay. So yesterday, in their ultimate wisdom, and I, there's some context to come back with this. This was done by a marketing team of young females. Okay? So they put out an ad... And they emailed it to all of their season ticket holders. And the ad was based on the new trends in TikTok right now, which is girl math. And girl math is something that if you don't know what it is, it's buying something and then like a week later taking it back to the store and getting the money back. Buying something else, okay, hypothetically speaking, you take two things back to Costco, you get $200 returned to it, you're shopping at Costco, you buy $800 worth of stuff, but you only have to pay $600. So you got a deal, so you might as well go buy a new pair of shoes because you got $200 worth of stuff for free from Costco. So you might as well go spend that extra money, $200, and, and buy a new pair of shoes from wherever, 
That's girl math. Okay. Yep. What that means is you don't really take into effect. They only it because the money's not coming out of your bank account today. It came out two weeks ago. It was already spent, so that doesn't count. So now it's uh, you have the ability to spend it now. So you got that stuff for free. Well, we all know that that's not reality. Everybody knows that that's not reality. But that's what's known as girl math. And this is a, a trend on TikTok where they're doing all this sort of stuff. And um, they, Saskatchewan Rough Riders brought out an ad, and it was all about girl math. And, but the two things that really pissed women off the most was that the ad was about women being able to wear cutesy outfits that matched, all being Saskatchewan green, and that they, going to the stadium, you have to walk up and down the stairs so you can wear off the seltzers that you're drinking. And there's a lot of women that lost their shit over this. Now, I think it's funny as hell, but I don't find it funny because the ad's funny. I find it funny because the Saskatchewan Rough Riders were so stupid not to know that this was offensive to women because it certainly is offensive to women. And that's why I find it funny. It's extremely comical. I'm laughing hysterically all day today because Saskatchewan just had no clue that this was going to be a bad thing. Now, then it came out that it was a, a bunch of girls, young girls in a marketing department or in a marketing team that put this ad together and put it out not thinking about the consequences or their actions of doing it. And it just, to me, it paralleled Bud Light with Dylan Mulvaney, like 100%. And it just, it, it's just the marketing department being so out of touch with their cust current customer base or trying to get a new customer base by offending your old customer base. Makes no sense to me at all why they didn't catch this. But the good thing about it, Saskatchewan Rough Riders came out right away with an apology. And it was, it was on the lame side of things, but it was instantaneous. And that is so not like that organization. And it's so not like the CFL and the Toronto Argonauts on another subject that we're going to talk about in a bit is that when you do, you have a FUBAR, when you have done something so bad that you have to make a public apology, you have to get ahead of it. You have to be out there before the outrage gets biblical. And you've got to cut it off at the knees and make yourself look, oh, like, we made a mistake, we're sorry, we're going to, you know, there's retribution here, we're going to fix this, and everything's going to be better, here's a free beer. Okay, yeah, they, they had, and they did that. And hats off to the Saskatchewan Rough Riders for coming out quickly and cutting this thing off at the knees. But they fucking should have looked at it before they put it out, emailing it to your entire season ticket base. Ugh. Oh, my God. Charlie, have fun with this one. Oh, my God. Does, does, um... Anybody in the Saskatchewan Rough Riders marketing department 
have any kind of common sense? I mean, we're None. living in an era right now uh, with, of course, political correctness, and uh, a lot of people will see political correctness run amok, and I'm the first one to be critical of a lot of this political correctness stuff, but you got to read the room. You had to know that this was going to draw fire from people. It's just that <laughs> how things are. I mean, the, the, the simplest things get people pissed off at other people nowadays. Did you not think this was going to be a problem? And do they not have to, I cannot believe they actually set this out. It's so stupid. And, I mean, yeah, good on the organization for apologizing right away, unlike another organization we're going to mention in a little while. But still, this was so tone deaf and so blatantly foolish. I mean, it's almost like they put it out just to get attention from people because I, I can't believe anyone's that dumb not to do that. But whatever, it is what it is. They, they sent it out, and there it was in black and white for all to see. Really dumb. I'm thinking someone Charles. may end up getting fired for this, but yes. I, I, I do that. I put shit out there to get a reaction from people. I don't necessarily believe oh, I know it all the do. time. But I have no accountability. <laughs> right. These guys are huge. It, it, the, the ad is a watermelon with a football helmet and a football, and it says proficient in girl math. It's basically free. Big savings, no influencer code needed. Literally the best excuse for cute matching outfits. Take the stairs, earn the seltzers. That was the ad. Ugh. No. I can't believe somebody didn't see this and say, hey, wait a minute. We might want to pump the brakes on this. This might not go over well. Apparently no one cares. Oh, yeah, it's it, it, Know the reaper room here, mind. guys. Oh, foolishness. But, hey, they put it out, and like I said, good on them for apologizing right away, but there's no way that should have ever been put out in the first place. I, I can give you an, an analogy close. It's a, girls talk about girl math all the time. Okay? Yeah. They do. But that doesn't mean that we're allowed to talk about girl math. They're allowed to call themselves fools, but we're not allowed to call them stupid. Okay? It's just kind of the, the thing. You're not allowed to do that. It, it's kind of like, and, and I like this one. Will's going to appreciate it. There's two black guys, right? They can use the N-word, calling each other that all the time. Okay? And it's perfectly acceptable. They do it, Right? But if some white guy does it, they lose their frickin' minds. Okay? So it's the same thing with this. Girls are allowed to talk about girl math, but football teams are not allowed to talk about girl math because that's just, like, wrong on a whole other level. Yeah. It's gonna, no, nothing good could come of what they did. And I can't believe somebody didn't catch that and say, hey, this is a bad idea. 
No, the, they, they needed people to tell them it was a bad idea. And, and I understand their switchboard lit up today. <laughs> mm-hmm. Although it's funny as okay. hell because it's the writers. I'll just say that. <laughs> it is. And when I put the post out, what did I say? Writers doing writer things. I mean, they, they just find endless ways to shoot themselves in the foot. They do it all the time. Yeah. And then I got yelled at today for picking on the riders. And I says, I'm not picking on the riders. I'm just showing the truth here. He says, you never say anything good about the riders. Stupid things. And, I go, and I said, they do stupid shit all the time. He goes, like what? And I said, they've been fined more times by the league than the other eight teams combined. <laughs> to me, that's doing stupid shit. Okay. Rick, do you have anything to add to this wondrous conversation about the Saskatchewan Rough Riders? Well, I'm I'm surprised it it was even article worthy. It's in, in more like a nothing burger to me and I, I was not aware that you could actually insult a Rough Rider season ticket holder. Oh yeah, you can. I, I mean, do it all the time. They they fucking marry I, their I've cousins. had credible death threats. I mean, really. I, I've had credible, credible death threats against me. You know, my my wife and I, we we we've been going to Mexico for years, usually around Great Cup, and there's always a shitload of Rough Rider fans holidaying in Mexico at Great Cup. And one resort we're at, I go down to the pool the first day, and everybody around the pool's got fucking Rough Rider gear on. So I pulled my chair up, tossed out my towel, and looked around the group, and I said, "What?" Not a single one of you brought a fucking banjo? (laughs) (laughs) Thought we could have a party. (laughs) And that that went over like a lead balloon, right? Well, actually, they recognized me right off as a Bomber fan and said, but I think Saskatchewan was in the Grey Cup. They said, you guys aren't in the Grey Cup this year, so you're not going to cheer for the East. I said, oh, that is true. I'll never cheer for an East team, but I ain't cheering for you fuckers either. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I'm in Mexico, so I don't have to watch the goddamn thing. It it just, just, I I don't... uh, yeah, I, I I don't I don't get the backlash and hoopla. Yeah, it wasn't the most brilliant thing, but I'm sure they've done dumber and will still do dumber. Oh, 100% they've done dumber things, okay? 100%. I just think it's funny that they weren't smart enough to know that this was insulting. But I'm not offended by it in any way, shape, or form, right? It, it just doesn't affect me. But it's funny as hell. But it, it's not funny that they're insulting women. It's funny that they're too stupid to know that they were insulting women. Well, I, I, I don't even see how it's an insult to women, particularly the math thing. I think it's brilliant that they can justify things with that kind of math. Why not? Make you feel better or power to you. Yeah. But uh, it, they, they got to know of it's going to be. Down is just... Yeah, you got to know that people get insulted by the smallest things nowadays. 
Some do. Some do. Oh, some do. I'm not saying everybody, but there's a lot of people that do. And you you got to read this and say, is this going to piss people off? I didn't. I wouldn't. I had no problem with it, obviously. But you, you got to know that someone is. When you're a public company like that, you got to err on the side of caution, or it's going to cause you nothing I mean, but headaches, which is what happened. We are dumbing down society, without question. The overall IQ of society is dropping, okay, and not by a little bit. And it to a, a dangerous point that it's detrimental to society. And these people cannot grasp the concept of it, of what, and they get offended. And it, it, it's, it's no different than the Bud Light concept with Dylan Mulvaney. I, I, I don't care one way or the other whether you've got a transsexual trying to sell beer for you. But obviously, 100 million Americans do because they lost their shit over it. Yeah, which, which, which uh, of course, it's not even really beer, so I don't get the whole thing anyway. But No, it's not beer. Of course it's not. I don't, they, it, it's made from rice. You can't make beer from rice. I don't know what you call it, but it's not beer. Agreed. Okay, so anyhow, let's move on and have some fun. Okay, now. I didn't get to this say next anything. Story, oh, oh, William. Well, we, Will's sorry. got a comment. I, oh, 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 Will. Yes, I'm sorry. I apologize. Okay, please, please so. Please have your say on this. So let's take let's take the other side. Is Which somebody one? in is somebody in Saskatchewan's marketing department sly as a fox? Because we're sitting here talking about this. There's nothing going on in the CFL right now. Nobody's talking about the Rough Riders in Saskatchewan. Now they are, and. And as far as offending everybody, let's face it, you're only offended at the things you want to be offended by. Okay? Mm-hmm. Take Rick's the perfect example. He's been trying to offend me for my entire fucking life. It hasn't worked. Anyways, um, you know, let's face it. Are Saskatchewan fans going to stay away from Saskatchewan games because of this? No. No. Okay. Is it going to attract some of the hillbillies? Maybe. Because it was a pretty ignorant thing to say about women, I guess. It didn't really offend me, but I'm not a woman, as far as I know. Or at least I don't choose to be today. Um, So, so... I, maybe they're maybe they're sharper than we think they are. Uh, oh, hold it! Stop for a second. I want you to I'm think stopping. about this. Okay. okay. 
We're talking about the Saskatchewan Rough Riders here. We're, we're not talking about some sophisticated marketing company out there that is, is, is doing something like that, which would make sense. You know, you can do that. But, yes, but we're talking about the riders what? here. There's no way in hell that they knew what the but, consequences of this was but, and went ahead with it anyhow. But what would you have to do to get Rough Rider fans not to go to football games? I don't know. This might have worked. No, it's not. No, I don't think that's going to help. There's not many people like that there. Forget that, man. No one's going to even remember this by the time the season comes around. Well, no one's going to remember remember it a week from now. Next week, okay, I don't even know why we're talking yeah. about it because once again it comes Next back week it's to gone. The, once again it comes back to you're only offended by things if you want to be offended by things. It's that yeah. simple. So yeah. that's all. It, it's funny that's as hell. All. It is, it is, it is. And you know, I mean Maybe, maybe, maybe Gainer the Gopher will get fired over this, and they'll make Gainer the Gopher Gloria the Gopher or something. I don't know. (laughs) 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 Are you telling us that you're thinking Gainer's? He can be if he chooses to be. And and, and if he flies down to Tijuana and gets the change, okay? Oh, boy. Well, we're off the rails. And now, and now what else? Now we were never on. Now we're going down a real bad marketing hole, but it doesn't matter anyways. Nobody we don't have sponsors. <laughs> we have nobody to be accountable to. Okay, which is fine. I love it. Now, did you guys see the post that I put up about Chris Jones? Is that the one about and, uh, it, 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 a team in Alaska? Yeah, I now, saw that. Did you notice? Did you notice uh, the the significance about this? Who's the pitcher? Not Chris Jones. Yes, it is. It is. It is. That's the funniest thing about it, right? It's a guy named Chris Jones that is a defensive tackle with the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh. Okay. So we got Christopher Jones putting a post up quoting Chris Jones with a picture of Chris Jones. Jesus. And this was completely overlooked by everybody. This was just funny as hell by me. Uh, Anyhow, uh, Chris Jones, the – general manager, uh, the Edmonton Elks general manager and coach put CFL expansion to Alaska. Well, the CFL expanding to Alaska is a horrible idea, even if they had a dome stadium. 
Players have a hard time playing in Montreal because of strippers and poutine. Alaska will just be as rough except polar bears and long-ass flights. Anchorage may, Anchorage may end up loving the CFL, but frostbite in another time zone make me vote no. Now, I haven't actually seen this quote from Chris Jones, and if it's real or not, but I can't believe that he said that, especially about Montreal with the strippers and the poutine. It's good. That has to be a fake quote. If people are getting pissed off over the Saskatchewan Rough Riders thing, this would like start like a, a, a war over this. Can you imagine all the Montreal people getting pissed off? This has got to be fake. The, the funny thing about it is, is nobody's mad about what's being said in it. They're all talking about the fact that there shouldn't be a football team in Alaska. Or there shouldn't be a football team in America. Mm-hmm. They they have literally took this for face value, and they're running with it. And they don't realize the fact that I'm having an absolute fucking hoot with this. <laughs> you know what you say about football players, Will? Yes. They're not yes. real smart people. Yeah. Yes. Well, I'm coming to the conclusion the fans aren't much better. <laughs> a lot of them are not. We see that on the freaking pages every day. Not singling anyone else. Yeah, but but, but on the on the other hand, compare them to hockey fans and wrestling fans. You know, you never know. Oh, also dumb, but the. Um... <sighs> Oh God! Okay, I, I I just I had fun with this, and nobody actually had fun with me back. There's a couple people in there that did. They they noticed the 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 satire involved in this, but it was funny. So. Okay, so moving on. Now, uh, about five days ago, a story broke. TSN broke a story, and it was that a former Toronto Argonaut strength and conditioning coach, a female, had been, has filed a lawsuit for wrongful dismissal because... Chad Kelly had been making sexual advances to her and she repeatedly turned him down. Now that instantly should make everybody angry. And the story goes that for the last two years, Chad Kelly has, this girl has been working for the Toronto Argonauts for six years. She is a student or was a student at the university, and she was contract worker with the Toronto Argonauts as a strength and conditioning coach and yoga instructor and a few other things. And 
and everybody was happy with her work. Chad Kelly comes on the scene, asks her out. No big deal, right? She says no. He asks her out again, again and again, repeatedly for two years, and for two years she continually turned him down. Then one day, this is all part of the lawsuit. This is all came out in the court documents. Okay, it was part of the court documents, and it was reported by TSN. So I'm not making this shit up. I'm not grasping at straws. This is exactly what was reported. So then on the team bus one time, Chad Kelly is talking to some of the players, telling them that this girl, the strength and conditioning coach, is sleeping with one of the players. So one of the players, one of Chad Kelly's buddies, goes to this coach and says, this is what Chad's saying about you. She gets a little upset by this, which what woman wouldn't? And she does the absolute best thing. She, and I'll use the word confront for lack of a better term, she confronts him privately. Not to make a scene, not to, you know, make a big deal out of this, just, look, I don't appreciate you talking about this, yada, yada, yada. I don't know what her words were. They're not there. They're not part of this. But it says that Chad Kelly then turned around and got verbally abusive. Okay? Moving on. She's at a working breakfast with her immediate supervisor and a bunch of other coaches, and they're working over breakfast. Chad Kelly comes into the room, wherever they were, whether it was a restaurant or part of the facility, I don't know, and starts screaming profanities across the room. Everybody hears it. Her supervisor goes, what the fuck? What is all of this about? Why is he doing this? Why is going on? And so this coach has to explain to her boss that Chad Kelly has been making sexual advances to her over the last two years, and she's continually turned him down, that he is now telling stories about her to other teammates, and now obviously is yelling and swearing and being abusive publicly. So her supervisor takes this information and goes to the assistant general manager, John Murphy. John Murphy then brings this coach into his office and asks her if all of this is true, which she says yes. And he says, you've opened up a can of worms that we cannot close. He dismisses her. They have some type of a meeting, and they terminate her contract. Now, I'm being told by Toronto Argonaut fans that they didn't terminate her contract. They chose not to renew it. Which is splitting hairs, but in reality, it could be true. 
Um, so I'm not really going to say one way or the other about that. I've also been told that she got into an altercation with a fan at one time and got suspended from the team. So I don't know whether that's true or not. So um, we're just looking at this whole situation as to what the evidence we've been thrown on the table is, and it sounds like right now Chad Kelly can't keep it in his pants and his ego won't let him get by. Get You know, as Will said before the show started, uh, she said no, but there's probably 50 other women that would say yes. So why don't you just move on? And it's because he can't, his ego won't allow him to take this rejection. Why doesn't this woman want him? And he, he, he now takes this as a challenge. This is like climbing a mountain. He has to be successful for his ego to, to survive. That's why he hasn't moved on. So the question that I'm going to throw out here right now is, uh, Chad Kelly really didn't do anything wrong or illegal until he publicly insulted and abused her. And then that's just a, basically a, a push. I mean, yes, it's slander, and yes, you, you, it's assault. It's not battery, but it's assault. You're assaulting her character. Um, so he really didn't do anything wrong up to that point in time. This was really an HR issue. Human resources should have been able to deal with this, solved it, sit down across the table, say, Chad Kelly, you're being bad. Don't do this. Keep it in the pants and talk to the coach and say, look, stay away from him, of which she would have had no problems doing. But the Toronto Argonauts decided that the best way to deal with their million-dollar quarterback was to remove the problem from the equation. They fired her, dismissed her, terminated her, didn't renew her contract, whatever it is. Up to this point in time, she seemed to be they, they seem to be happy with her work. She's been there for six years. Did they violate any laws, rules, regulations over a unjustifiable termination? That's the real big question. I've laid it out the way it is. We can discuss Chad Kelly in a little bit and why he's an idiot. Uh, we're going to save that one for the latter part of this. Uh, Charles, I've kind of laid it out. Is that kind of the way that you took it, understood it, saw it the way that it was? Do you have anything to add to my chain of events? Oh, oh let me finish this for a second. Um, uh, her sorry, law I was on her lawsuit is for... Her lawsuit is she's suing Chad Kelly $50,000 for sexual harassment, and she's suing the team $85,000 for um, uh, unjustifiable termination. Now, to me, and now Toronto Argonaut fans are losing their mind. They're calling her gold digger. They're calling her all sorts of things. They're, they're not siding with her at all. They're all taking Chad Kelly's side in this thing. 
if I was in her position and I wanted this to be a big payday, I'd have gone for $5 million. I think what she's asking for is peanuts. Mm-hmm. And, and it really doesn't fit the gold digger concept of this thing. She's not looking for this huge payday. So This is MLSE. They're a multi-billion. Yeah, go, okay. First of all, this is MLSE. They're a multi-billion dollar company. So she could be going after them for a whole lot more. Um, yeah. I mean, certainly uh, Chad Kelly, he deserves his day in court. Absolutely. And He's going to get that. The, the fact is, though, that the CFL and the Toronto Argonauts have both really dropped the ball in this situation. We have seen no public comment, really, except a really, really lame one out of the Argos organization. We finally got something from the CFL today that they've launched an investigation almost a full week yeah. after this story broke. This should have been the next day. And the writers look did it. It, it, Yeah, I mean, sure. Because it almost looked like the CFO was just trying to sweep this under the rug and ignore it and hope it went away, but it wasn't. And the thing is, Chad Kelly, he, he is not a choir boy. He has had issues in the past similar to this and, in other, and other problems too. So he's not exactly coming in with the best track record. That's part of the reason he's not in the NFL, because people down there didn't want to have to deal with him. So, yeah, this is an issue. And uh, I think the CFL really could have and probably should have dealt with it a whole lot quicker than they did. Um, Yeah, but this is a a bad story all around. Um, Again, these are all – should be pointed out that these are all – just um, their accusation, nothing has been proven in a court of law or anywhere else. But mm-hmm. quite frankly, he should probably be not be on the team until this situation resolves itself, gets resolved. Because A, it's a distraction for the rest of the team. B, if this guy is did do what he has allegedly done, he shouldn't be in the CFL anymore. At least not in my opinion. Okay. So if you have a teacher that is charged, accused of sexual harassment of a, of a student, you suspend the teacher immediately. Suspended mm-hmm. with pay, but he's not allowed to be in front of the, dealing with children anymore in a class situation, right? Yeah. Same with a police officer. If he's accused, if he's accused of police brutality, he's you know he goes to a desk. He's got a desk job. He's just, he's he's not allowed out in the field. He still gets paid, but he's not allowed to operate as a police officer. As a business owner, and we've discussed this before with Colin Kaepernick, Kaepernick, is that those players are representing our business. They are not allowed to do things that put a negative light on our business. And that's what Chad Kelly has done. 
he is not he should not be allowed to represent the Toronto Argonauts at this point in time. And everybody says, well, what's the difference? It's the off season. Well, no, there's still charity events, there's still public appearances, there's still they're selling Chad Kelly uh, jerseys right now. What if this kid, this ten year old kid, always wanted Chad Kelly's jersey? It's his birthday coming up. Okay, so. Dad goes out and spends 200 and 250 bucks for a Chad Kelly jersey, and next week the guy is contracts terminated and he's gone from the CFL forever. Toronto Argonauts should have him suspended right now, and that includes all anything related to him and the Toronto Argonauts is under suspension right now. Boom, right now. This is not about innocence or guilt. This is all about due process. And the due process would be you have to remove him from the situation so A, he can't make it worse, and B, he's not not representing this organization publicly. He's not the public face for them. And then let it go through the investigation process, whether it's with the CFL, with the police, with the civil courts, whatever the process has to go through, so be it. And Chad Kelly's either going to come out smelling like a rose or he's not. At either time, you deal with the consequences of that at that point in time. But right now, he should be suspended. William, what are your thoughts on this whole situation? Well, two things you said struck me. I didn't know about them. The first one was she's been there for six years. Is that correct? That's correct. Like, okay. So to me, that says that she was doing a good job. Okay. That's the first thing it says to me. Mm-hmm. And the other thing is she's looking for what? She's looking for 130 K. 135. 135? And why haven't the Argonauts given that to her already and told her to go the fuck away? Ah, see? That's the whole thing. That's what I anticipate happening. MLSE writes a check, makes a sign of non-disclosure that can sweep this under the rug, and Chad Kelly's all happy again. Okay. Right. And that's what I was expecting that was going to happen. Because we haven't heard shit from the league or from the Toronto Argonauts for a week. So I was expecting an announcement, something like that. It's just, oh, oh this has been settled out of court. It's no longer an issue. But then the other thing is, usually when these things happen, and I'm using different cases as different examples, a whole stream of women come behind them and say, oh, yeah, it happened to me, it happened to me. But this is a male-dominated sport, okay? So there's not that many women involved, I would think. So Well, you don't know how many cheerleaders are going to come up. Yeah, but cheerleaders are different. (laughs) Oh, shut up, Will. Um, Careful, careful, Willie, careful. They're different. Um, I don't... They are. There's not... No, 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 no. Uh, with the Stampeders, there's yeah. supposed to be no fraternization between cheerleaders and players. So, 
Correct. So, Every um, team. I think it's a league policy. Right. So I – and I don't like to downplay this as an issue because it is still a – it's still a woman's Very thing. Serious. I'm not – I'm not great with women's things because I'm not a woman, but I understand the whole the whole concept behind it. But, um, you know, maybe even you would think that she's been there for six years. Maybe they should have just given her a real nice compensation package and sent her on her way, and we probably wouldn't even be hearing about this. Yep. But obviously they let her go. They let her go, and she's pissed. Well, see, the whole thing is, the way that I see this, is that for two years, Chad Kelly has been doing this. How often? We don't know. Whether it's every day, once a month, every six months. We we have no idea, right? And you know what? I don't know how many women that you've dated in your lifetime, all, all of you guys, but... You know, most of the time we get a no the first time around. And if you just accept that at face value and go away, you're, you're going to be a lonely man. Uh, eventually, you know, if you, you, you're persistent enough, somebody, you might get a date, you might you know, move on and carry on, right? Um, and I'm not saying that that's right. I'm just saying that that's the reality of things. I I learned very young by that no means no and 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 just accept that and if and and move on, but that doesn't mean that you can't ask the question again. You might get a different answer. Just don't force the answer. Um, but that being said, if this girl didn't bring it up, it didn't make it an HR event, right? All the times that he's asked her out over this time period, she hasn't said brought it to any management, the attention of any management. In fact, she did not bring it to management's attention. Chad Kelly brought it to management's attention by being verbally abusive while she was in a meeting with her boss. And then her boss goes, what the fuck? And then she has to explain it. Then the boss took it to John Murphy. She didn't go to John Murphy and say, look, this is what he's been doing, everything else. The boss did. She really did not want to make a big deal out of any of this. Not that I can see. Not that has been reported. Otherwise, this would have come to light long ago. The only reason we know about it right now is because she filed a lawsuit for wrongful dismissal. It's the only reason. Those documents are public, and a reporter got a hold of them and made a story out of it. Toronto Argonauts are being sued. Well, that's a story. You can't blame this girl. I, 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 I don't. Maybe she did something wrong. Maybe she misled him. Maybe whatever happened. But you don't lose your job over this. Not this way. Rick, climb on board this one. Well, you know, this goes on and on. Um, I, it, it always baffles me 
where any organization of any kind figures they can try and sweep it under the rug and pretend it didn't happen. The Mounties have done it. The military has done it. They should be smarter people than this and deal with it in the light of day. Regardless of what it is, this doesn't sound like anything terrible. There was no sexual assault, so to speak. And the biggest oh. issue is the is the um, the um, wrongful termination. termination of her job. Exactly. So, and I think the money she's asking is probably just the damages from Fair. losing that job, which is what you're supposed to ask for now. Having said mm-hmm. that, we don't know how much of these details are true. Only two people really know what's Cor- true. And there may have different stories. Who knows? Maybe Kelly will cop to the whole thing and say, yeah, well, isn't it it? But the one thing with what you were saying, CJ, that I've always had a, prob- a problem with professional athletes is when they do something wrong, like in this case, or say they get caught with marijuana and they lose their jobs or get suspended or whatever, that doesn't happen to me in my job. I still get to earn my livelihood till I'm convicted of something. And if it puts me in jail, then I'm going to lose my job. If it doesn't, why can't I still have my job? And I know you're going to go this, well, they're role models and all that, but let's get real here. They're 100% I am. you say, hired guns, and if you want to make them your role model then you need to find better role models like your dad or your grandpa or somebody, and that's going to benefit you better than these fake cheesecakes that are up there playing a professional sport. I mean, I have a lot, I, of, I you know, a lot of players. A lot of players I coached idolized Ray Lewis. Ray Lewis is a dirty scumbag that has had children by seven different women. Idolize the way he plays the game, but he's no role model, and he's not a guy you want to grow up mm-hmm. to be. Yeah, but that's just me. I, I I don't disagree with what you're saying, but my point being is that he is the public face of the Toronto Argonauts right now. He he is what you're building a franchise around. Okay. And 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 I'll relate it back to Colin Kaepernick. If you don't want him taking a knee during the national anthem, while he's being paid representing your company, then you should do something about it. And they did. Yeah, except in that case. So the, what, that what we're is, saying uh, right now, what they're saying right now is the Toronto Argonauts thinks that sexual harassment is okay. Well, we don't know that yet. Has he been suspended? Responsible for making that? No, he hasn't. But no, he's not been because the person the person who's responsible for suspending him is probably the one that should be fired for wrongful termination for terminating the coach, and that's John Murphy. Whoever terminated her for sure. Yeah, if that's who did it, you betcha. You betcha. Right. Agreed. he should be fired for this. And, and so should Pinball, if he was aware of the situation and agreed with the action. And did nothing. And did nothing to stop it, prevent it, or agreed with it. This is where MLSE has to walk into the Toronto Argonauts and say, what the fuck are you guys doing here? You're, you're 
making us look bad. Because $135,000 is nothing to them. No, no, no. it isn't. No, it's dropping the it bucket, right? MLSC. Okay. Now, her contract was $25,000 a year from May to November. Okay, that's all she made was $25,000. She was still in university, and this was she was getting credits for this and doing everything else. Now, I don't know if she's still in university and how far she's going, whether she's going for a doctorate or whatever else. Um, but that was her, her part of her school was, was working with the Argos. And her, she was getting $25,000 a year. Now, I've had Argo fans going, well, she's looking for three, five times her, her wages. She wants five years' worth of wages out of this. Who, who gets that kind of a reward? And I just have to shake my head because there's no responding to these people. There's no way for them to understand the severity of what they've done. The only thing that Argo fans are looking at right now is they're about to lose their MOP starting quarterback because this bitch <laughs> got pissed off. And seriously, that's this how is they're looking at it. I, I've got, they are 100% looking at it. David Knott, the head of the um, Toronto Argonauts fan club and the uh, admin at Let's Talk Toronto Argonauts, he, he actually removed me from the group. I was an admin of the group, and he took the admin away and kicked me out of the group because I took the position that the Argos should suspend Chad Kelly. That's how emotionally upset he was about the entire situation. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does anybody need to add anything else to this? Because no. I'm going to move in. I'm, I'm going to do some more. We're going to do some more Chad Kelly stuff because we're going to have fun. Um, okay. So now here's Chad Kelly. He is, he's, he's a notorious bad boy. Okay. And I can't call him a man. He's a man boy because he's never really matured and never grew up. But here's a list of some of the things that he did. He's done in the past. These are facts. These are not up for debate. This has all been reported, and um, it's out there. So anybody can look it up and do the research. When he was in high school, he was – Illegally as a minor in a bar in which he was involved in a bar brawl. And when the police was arresting him, he assaulted the police officer and got charged with assaulting a police officer and resisting arrest. Okay? That's when he was in high school. Then he went to the University Clemson. And there's not a lot of information about what happened at Clemson. All that they said is that he was dismissed from the school for actions contrary to their code of conduct. We cannot read anything in that other than he was a bad boy. 
We don't know what he did. We can't make any assumptions or any, anything about it. All we know that Clemson took it seriously enough to kick him out of the school. Okay. Then he went to Old Miss, got in another bar fight, and was charged with a firearms offense because he said that he was going to go out to his car, grab his AK-47, and spray the bar down. The police were called. He was arrested with an AK-47 in his car at the bar. Now, he didn't spray the bar down. He didn't fire a shot. He didn't show up in the bar with the gun or anything like that. But he threatened to do it, and he actually had the means of doing it. Okay? That ends his college career. He's now out of Ole Miss. He's now in – he picked up, I believe it was, 296 in the draft was literally the absolute last person drafted by the Denver Broncos. And he's playing, he's, he's with the Denver Broncos, I don't know for how long. He gets so drunk one night, he goes home and goes and sits on the couch. The unfortunate thing for him was it wasn't his house. He broke into somebody's house. The husband and wife were upstairs in bed. The man comes downstairs and beats the shit out of him and calls the cops. He's taken to the hospital, and when he's released from the hospital, he is charged with criminal trespassing. The Denver Broncos release him. He is then picked up by the Indianapolis Colts, and I know absolutely nothing about what transpired there other than he was released for conduct unbecoming. Then he decides he's going to come play into the CFL, change his life, turn his life around from all his misbehaviors, comes up to the CFL and sexually harasses a coach. How much credibility does Chad Kelly have in this argument with the coach? Rick. Once again. How did this guy not ever wind up in jail? How does this guy never wind up in jail? I don't know. Is it privilege? Is it, you know, is it because I don't know. How do you not? I mean, didn't 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 we have a bomber that was unable to play for a number of games because he was clearing up legal problems in the states? Yeah, and and and, and Brandon Banks too. Yeah, wasn't it Kenny Lawler? Yeah, yeah it's Kenny Lawler. Doesn't sound Kenny Lawler. Doesn't sound like doesn't sound like the kind of guy I care to hang with, but No. 
nor would I want him dating my daughter. <laughs> I know what his problem was. What was it? His. He was concussed. His. What? He was concussed. <laughs> that was the last game he played, not the first game. Well, yeah, but it could be a long, long concussion protocol. Who knows? Yeah. Yeah, well, CTE well, we does know that. affect the impulse centers of your brain. Yeah. A true dog will the always be lost eventually. The majority of us, Rick, have all been concussed. Most of us do not act immoral or unethical. Agreed. So, okay, I don't know what else we can uh, where where else we can go with this, but well, you can't say anything about this other than that all of this stuff. <laughs> His story you have to put allegedly on top of it. Okay. Hundred percent. I don't think accusation. I don't I mean, if MLS is smart whatsoever, this will not go much further, okay? Or if Chad Kelly is smart, this will not go much further. I mean, pay the girl off, get her out of your hair. Jesus. Okay. Yeah, you'll and spend more on. money. You'll so spend next, more money on lawyers if you keep going. Yes. The next news cycle. Move on. Okay. And you know, and and once again, like you were talking earlier, and we were talking earlier, when you're when you, why would you, <laughs> when you're Chad Kelly, there's 47 groupies around the corner. Why would you harass the same one? And even as a even as not a guy who's popular, this one doesn't work out. Hey, there's another 10 over there that I can try, right? It's only a matter of numbers. It, it right? is. 100%. It is. It is. Okay. So, and, and another analogy I gave that somebody is that if you walk into a bar and you ask 50 women for a blowjob, one of them somewhere is going to say yes. You're going to get a happy ending out of this, Okay. But if you ask the same girl 50 times, you're going to jail. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> right? <laughs> Just, you, you can't do that. It, when she said no, except no, move on. But he's not uh-huh. smart enough to do that. Well, no, but you just have to look at Chad Kelly, and you know he's not smart. Okay? Yeah. So, and I don't know, maybe maybe he got off on a bunch of this stuff because he is he is uh, Jim Kelly's nephew, is he not? I think it's his nephew. Yeah. And Jim and Kelly Jim was Kelly's... no prize either, wasn't he? A bit of an asshole. No, he was a big. He was he was a big fish, for sure. Yeah, but he's I understand famous... he wasn't a nice guy either. Well, he's gotten nicer because he's got cancer. So, 
I don't know. Anyways. Um, Is that how it works? I don't, I don't know. know. You were all... You were an all. You were always I, an asshole, Rick, and and you know. Did I, I mean, did I get nice? Did I get nicer, Willie? No, you did not. <laughs> so different kind of doesn't. Answer, I, I didn't know you before, so I can't say anything. No, no, he hasn't changed at all. He hasn't changed at all. I've known him my whole life. He hasn't changed. Okay, you, got, you have. He can't say the same thing about you. Well, yeah, he's known me my whole life. I haven't can't say the same thing no, about he him. Has not, he was around. He, he, right. He hasn't known he you around, his whole life. He's been around. He was around three years before me. So. Yeah. Exactly. So. What can I say? So, Rick, you've had three Willie-less years. Yeah. Oh, that was bad. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Three years without a little Willie. (laughs) (laughs) So, I'm actually, and and the one thing we didn't get to yet, as as of today, there was an official, finally, after um, numerous things from, okay, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you one of the things that, Christopher came out, and I, I got kind of pissy with Randy Ambrosi, and you know how I can do that. No, not you. Me, yeah, okay. So yeah. five days ago, I sent a, 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 a tweet or an X or whatever you want to call it now to Randy Ambrosi, and I said, the league is either serious about its mandate to bring awareness to the violence against women, or is it just lip service? Kelly needs to be immediately suspended pending an investigation. John Murphy needs to be fired. Okay? And then today, I sent something to Randy Ambrosi, and it says, what have we heard from you? Dot, 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 crickets. And then I said, we are waiting here. I've written you a press release. And it says, the league is deeply concerned about the accusations, about these accusations, and we are taking them seriously. As per a commitment to ending violence against women and our code of conduct, we, have, we are immediately suspending Chad Kelly and John Murphy pending a full investigation. Like I sent this to him this morning, like early this morning, and about four hours later, we get an announcement from the league, nothing from Toronto Argonauts, but from the league. And what does it say? It says, because I have it here somewhere, Um, okay, The CFL is committed to creating healthy and positive working and playing environments for all those associated with the league and its member clubs. We take the allegations against the Toronto Argonauts and Mr. Kelly very seriously, and we have opened an investigation in accordance with the league's gender-based violence policy. 
Out of respect for this process and all the parties involved, we will not be able to provide further comment until our investigation has been completed. And that was the CFL release statement regarding the allegations surrounding Toronto Argonauts and Chad Kelly. Why did that so take will a we, week? Will we yeah. hear about will we hear about I, the investigation before he fixes the stats problem or after? <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> He's a buffoon. Sorry. 100%. I don't know if that's He's ever gonna get fixed. No, I don't think it will. So not until I there's like send, a new commissioner, maybe. Maybe I did send a tweet to our um, our uh, friend there, um, Farhan Lauji, and this I did five days ago. And I said, is the, C- is the CFL serious about their zero-tolerance policy for violence against women, or is it hypocritical lip service? It's your job to make sure this does not get swept under the rug. If Pinball knew about this, he should resign. Farhan responded to me, and he says, no one is sweeping anything under the rug. You realize our network published the story, right? We understand our journalistic responsibility. Right now, there's been a, a charge but there is a legal process that must be followed, okay? Then today I sent him another text that says, five days and not a meaningful word from the league, our wonderful commissioner, Randy Ambrosi, nor the Toronto Argonauts. Nothing but crickets. What was that about sweeping it under the rug? (laughs) So Farhan didn't respond to that one. No. Um. But why did that statement, which is 100% right, I, I, I don't have a problem with what the CFL said, why did it take them five days to do this? Mm-hmm. Shouldn't that have been out two you know, hours after the story broke? Yeah, you know, it's called damage control. They're very, they're very busy. Com, 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 they're very busy. Um, getting ready for the Canadian draft. Okay, that takes up a lot of time. Just saying. Just saying. It's a joke, guys. I know. No, the league is I a joke. I just don't understand. The joke, no, Randy and Brosie's a joke. Well, yeah, but that's the league because he is the commissioner of the league. Sorry. If we remove mm-hmm. him as the commissioner True. of the league, the, 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 the league is not the joke anymore, right? But the fact that well, he's it depends there on who they put in, It depends on who they put in his place. I know. Can we get Jeffrey Orridge back, please? No. He's busy. He is busy. But he was without question the best – Commissioner, we've ever had. Oh, sad, sad as that is. Mm-hmm. 
I don't know. I don't know, gentlemen. Rick, do you have anything to add mm-hmm. on to the, to the Kelly gate? No, nothing. Nothing. I'm done with it. You're done with it? It's just wash your hands? So it, w- it would be okay with you if Chad Kelly gets to keep his job, uh, MLSC just writes this chick a, a, a big fat check and makes it go under the rug. I guess it doesn't really matter if it's okay with me. It's kind of the way of the world. He does have a point. Charles, what do you think? Yeah, yeah he does and he does. No, no, none of it affects my I, I, life in the end. It, it doesn't affect your life, but now that well, it, it does in a way, because you shouldn't shouldn't you be holding the league more accountable than that as a fan? Well, I guess I, I, I guess Christopher, that that is all about um, expectations, right? What do you expect? What do you and your expectations of this league is really low, is what you're telling me. Well, I mean, they, they can't even get your stats posted in any sort of timely manner, so how are they going to take care of the bigger, tougher stuff? <laughs> well, I don't know. Obviously, the stats page is pretty complicated because they can't fucking do it. Let's, let's, let's just get some teams on the field and play some games. <laughs> once again, once again... I have no expectations because that way I will not be disappointed. Yeah. That may be the best way okay. to go. I, I just I cannot see I cannot see how we as fans of the CFL can tolerate this man continuing in our league. And but it really maybe is, I'm it looking. Really, it really is out of our control. Sorry, we're not that big. Yeah. We're not that big. It, 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 no, it, it, we are that good. We are that important. And if we yell loud enough, if there's enough of us yelling about it, something is going to happen. And it's, it, the problem is Canadians are too apathetic and too polite. Bottom line. Mm-hmm. Anyhow, um, yeah. this has been Let's Talk CFL Podcast, episode number 565. We've got a minute left in the show, so I'm going to close it off. I've been your host, Christopher Jones. This has been fun. I like talking football. I love talking the CFL. And when we can have a subject where we really don't have to go looking for other things to talk about. It's pretty spectacular. I'm not sure we covered everything tonight, but we are running out of time with 52 seconds left. So, uh, Charles, say good night. Good night, folks. Uh, Thanks for listening, and we will talk to you next week. William, or no, Rick. Good night, you all. Thanks once again for having me. You're welcome, my friend. Willie, say good night. Good night, everybody. I knew there was something I didn't like about Jim Kelly. What, his nephew? Okay, guys, take care.